1 and read all the way down to verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Let's pray over God's word. Lord, tonight we come to your word recognizing that it is your very word, that the entirety of your word is true, that heaven and earth will pass away, but your word remains forever. And Lord, tonight as we come to your word, I pray that you would anoint this time. I pray, Father, that you would give us ears to hear what your spirit would want to speak to us. I pray, Lord, that you would open up our hearts, open up our minds to receive it. And God, I pray that you would guide us into all truth. God, sanctify us by your word tonight. Purify us by your word. And Lord, transform us. Anoint this time, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we continue in our study of the book of Ephesians, we have considered in chapter 4 how we are to walk out what we have experienced, how we are to live out the gift of grace, this experience of receiving the grace of God. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But then he says in verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That God has called us to walk out our faith. And we saw at the beginning of chapter 4 that we are to walk worthy of this calling. That we have experienced and understand all of these wonderful things that has happened to us, but now we are to live out the faith. And we looked last week and we considered verse 3 how he says there, we are to endeavor to keep the unity of the faith or the spirit and the bond of peace. And then Paul lays out to us the seven ones. We looked from verses 4 to 6 that there's seven one statements. He goes on and he says there, there is one body. There's one body of Christ, right? There's one church. We would call it the universal church made up of everybody that is born again. Whether you're Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, whatever denominational labor, uh, label that you would put, if you are born again and washed in the blood of Christ, you are a part of the body, right? He says there's one body and then there's one spirit. There is one Holy Spirit that dwells in every single individual member of Jesus. When If anybody gets saved and born again, they don't receive a different spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit, right? And then he, says, he goes on with these one statements. He says there's one hope of our calling, and that hope is that calling, that calling to salvation, and it's ultimately that of the second coming. And then he says to us that there is one Lord... There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And then he ends it with verse 6 and he says that there is one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. 
One God and Father, we see this unity, this sevenfold unity, this oneness that, we, that is the foundation for the unity of the church, of the body of Christ. But then he goes on, he shows us in verse 7 that within the one body, unity of this body that we have just looked at, each individual member is given a gift that within this body each one of us has something to contribute to the body. And here's what he says. Look at this in verse 7. But each one of us, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And here you see Christ's gift to individuals. And he says here, but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. That in the oneness of this body, that within the unity of this church, each one of us has been given a grace gift. It's charus, that word grace. Paul uses that word over 150 times. But each one of us have been given a gift, a measure of grace, an enabling ministry to carry out something as a service within the body of Christ. We are not, you realize that though we are one, we are not photocopies, right? We are individual people with the body. And Christ, when he saved you, he saved you and gifted you and gave you a purpose, and he gave you a measure of grace. He gave you a measure of grace by which you serve to the capacity by which you have been given that grace by Christ. Some are gifted. Now think about this. There are some people who are gifted in multiple ways. And Christ has gifted people in multiple ways within his church. There are some people who are gifted in a similar way, but there's greater measure given in their gifting. There's greater capacity within that gifting. But all of us, each one of us, have a grace gift. We, we have been given a gift. We have been given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. I want to say something before we move on to this. I want us to note that the grace that's mentioned there in verse 7 has to do with the exercise of spiritual gifts for service and not the grace given for daily living. It's not speaking of the grace that is available for holy living because that grace is available to everybody. And you can, you can take hold of that and live a holy life. And that has nothing to do with a gift as far as an individual res residential gift. That has everything to do with your yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. You can live a holy life. Here he is referring to specific ministry or exercised gifts or gifts that you exercise in a service to the church. And I want to say to you, everyone, everyone, not everyone has the same gift. We know that. Not everyone has the same purpose within the body. But everyone does have a gift and everyone does have a purpose. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12.
Within the Word of God, there's five different sections where gifts are mentioned. And I don't believe that in all of those five that they're exhaustive. I don't think they're meant to be that way. There's five different places where gifts or the giving of gifts of the Lord are mentioned. And here's what we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. 